Good morning, good morning, good morning, good Sunday morning. This is Sunday morning, May 30th, 2021. Today is another, another good day. You already know what I'm going to say, because this is the day that the Lord has made. That's what makes this day so good, because God created this day. And then he saw a fit to allow us to see another day, to be alive and living in it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that because that means that God has not changed his mind about his good plan and purpose for our lives. How many of you know that God woke us up on purpose for a purpose with his purpose in mind? And I said all that just to simply remind you that you have a purpose. (laughs) How about that? Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining in my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. How many of you know we got to go on the inside? We have to deal with those inside issues because man looks on the outside, but God, he looks on the inside. So we're going to get ready to go in and we're going to deal with these inner issues. We're going to talk about Why is it so hard to tell people the truth? (laughs) Let's get busy, but we're going to pray first. But you know, I had to ask because I got to know. And and my reason is really a rhetorical question because, you know, it's like when I ask a question, it's really that I don't really want to know. I just want you to think about it so you can know what you need to know. You know, that's what Jesus did when he always asked the question, Adam, where you at? Eve, what is this you have done? I mean, he already knew. Cain, where's your brother? You know, he already knew the answers to the questions. He was just trying to get them to confess what they have done. How many of you know that confession is good for the soul? Father God, we just thank you once again for this very, very, very good day. For Father, we ask that you be, thank you for being in the midst of us, for taking the blinders off our eyes so we can see and open our ears so we can hear, Father. And once again, today, this day, Father, we come before you with our hearts bowed down and our hands raised up, saying, Father, we surrender, not our will, Lord, not our way, Lord. Not what we want, Father, for we want what you want. We want what you want. Because we're convinced that our way was the wrong way. We don't want our way anymore, Lord God. We just want what you want. We want your will to be done this day in our lives, Father. And as we acknowledge you in all our ways, Father, we ask that you lead God and direct our steps. Because we do believe that the footsteps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by you. So, Father God, we just, by faith, we believe that... uh, that we have given you the petitions um, and we're going to give you thanks, honor, and praise. And we thank you. We, by faith, we believe that our footsteps are ordered by you again today. We automatically believe and know that the blood of Jesus is over us as the angels of the Lord are encamped around about us. Uh, we already know this, Father. We believe you when you said it. and We agree with what you say in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. So let's get in with this real quick. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not making any promises, but... I don't think I'm going to be before you that long today, but we're getting ready to dig in because we got to know. We got to know because as we approach these evil end times, deception is going to be great. That spirit of deception is going to be so great that the work Jesus said that even the elect, some of the elect would be deceived, right? So we got to be able to tell people the truth because when we tell people the truth, we already know, you know, my favorite verses that John, um, uh, John says, 
Jesus told his disciples, um, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You guys know that's my favorite verse, John 8, 32. I thought that's what it was, John 8, 32. Then Jesus said, then, you, then Jesus said, so he said to the Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, right? Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Again, this is John 8, 32. They said, we are Abraham's descendants. They answered, we have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say we will be set free? He was talking to them about, no, you don't know them. You got this religious spirit on you. You don't know the truth because I am the way. I am the life and I am the truth and you don't know me. You know, they didn't even know him. They knew about God, but they didn't know God. Do you just know about God, but don't really know God? Do you just believe that he exists, but you don't believe in him? (laughs) Hold, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not be so touchy. I'm just asking a question. So I'm just trying to get us to think about what's being said here. You know, do you know that we can believe that God exists, right? Because even demons believe that he exists and tremble, but, and not believe in him. Do you believe in the works that Jesus Christ has done? For this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Do you believe in Jesus or do you just believe that God exists? Remember, Hebrews tells us, that we, we can't just only believe in. Only believing is not enough. He said we must first, let me find it here. We must first believe that he is, a, uh, that he does exist, right? Let's read it right. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's King James Version. Okay, that's what King James say. Hebrews 11 and 6. So it's not just enough to believe that, um, say, I believe in God. A lot of people say they believe in God. I also start asking people when they say they believe in God, uh, what God do they believe in? What do they mean by that? Because, you know, they, they, the world, the, the devil has a lot of false gods uh, staring around here. But we're talking about Jesus Christ, Father, the Son of God, his Father, our Father. Okay, so then we go on to, um, it said, but without, let's read the, uh, um, let me see. I want to read the English Standard Version, uh, Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So not only do we have to believe that he exists, but we have to also believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. In other words, we, we have to believe in him it's not because in him we are more than a conqueror in him we are new creation it's not just enough to believe in God because once again the Bible says that the devils believe and tremble right the devils believe and tremble John 2 19 tells us he says that the devil believe and tremble let's read it here John 2 and 19 I want to read English Standard. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Mm, 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 mm. The demons believe and shudder. Let's read, let's start at verse 18. Because that was verse 19. Let's start at verse 18. James 2 and 18. 
I love the book of James 2 and John. Um, 2 and 18 says, But someone says, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Okay, was not Abraham justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was made complete by his works. So our faith is made complete by our works. So that's why I'm saying it's not just enough to believe that God exists. We have to also believe that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. If we don't believe that God is going to cause his word to manifest, we don't believe that he's going to reward us by causing his word to manifest when we seek him, then all, all, I mean, what's the purpose of just saying, well, I believe in God. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> I tell people, ask people when they say they believe in God what they mean. Because <laughs> even demons believe. Okay, There's no condemnation here. Um, but we're, we're trying to, I'm, I'm trying to stick with the, uh, the, with the t- uh, text. And my question was, why is it so hard to tell people the truth? And I, I'm coming, really, I'm coming from, let me pull up my proverb here. This is the proverb I'm coming from. Proverbs 27 and 6. Proverbs 27 and 6. Why is it so hard to tell people the truth? Why? Why is it so hard? Um, Proverbs 27 and 6, New King James Version says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Ooh. English Standard Version say, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. NLT says, Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I remember seeing this operate one day when we was at a meeting and um, um, the lady, the person had did some really evil stuff. They lied, sabotaged. Uh, I mean, they did some wicked stuff. And, and uh, uh, when we was in the meeting, the person told them that they was right and I was right. Right? That wasn't possible because nothing they had did displayed the fruits of the Spirit. And, I, and instantly my heart, was the Holy Spirit was grieved because I know that she had just been kissed with the kiss of an enemy, with a deceitful kiss of an enemy. Because when we refuse to tell people the truth, we give them a deceitful kiss that's from the enemy. And how many of you know that when you love someone, love is telling people the truth, faithful are the wounds. That means it's coming from a sincere place. You know, your friend, I always tell people you can tell your true friends by the truth that your friends tell you. Because your true friends, they're going to tell you the truth because they love you. It's going to come from a sincere uh, sincere place. It may even hurt your flesh. That's why it says wounds. Faithful are the wounds. It may even hurt your feelings. But it's coming from a sincere place. Because how many of you know that without correction, we open ourselves up to deception? Correction, we got to have correction. And when we was in this meeting, the person said, and I said to the person, I can prove that what they said was a lie. And you know what that person said? They said they wasn't interested in the truth. Mm. They said they wasn't interested in the truth. They just wanted repentance. And I wanted to say, but the Holy Spirit said, no, you can't say that. I wanted to say, 
if she's right and I'm right, what is there to repent from? But the Holy Spirit wouldn't release me to say it. But they said they wasn't interested in the truth. And guess what? The Holy Spirit was grieved and my spirit was vexed. Because again, I had so much compassion for this lady who did all these evil things because I knew it wasn't them that did it. I knew it was the devil that used them to do these evil things. So for me, it wasn't anything personal because I understand Ephesians 6 and 12. But I did have to come at them real firm because of the condition of our heart. How many of you know that we can't minister or, uh, or speak to people with the same tone sometimes because of the condition of a person's heart? The harder the heart, the firmer the word. And if we'll look at the ministry of Christ and read, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look at how Jesus dealt with people. I said I was going to do a book one day, The Characteristics of Christ. So we can see how he handled, how he dealt with people. He dealt with the Pharisees, you know, he dealt with them one way. And he would, he would, uh, when he went to correct someone, like the woman caught in adultery, he said, where are those who condemn you? And she said, I don't know, Lord. And he said, neither do I. He said, but go and sin no more. See, he corrected her because he told her not to do that anymore. He said, go and sin no more. But when he dealt with the religious people, he, he was very firm with them. He was very firm with the religious people. Why? Because they was operating up under a spirit of deception and pride. Because they was know-it-all and didn't know anything. Pride causes us to be blind. How I many of you know that? Pride causes us to be blind. When we refuse to submit ourselves to God, that's pride. Not only is it pride, but it's rebellion. And God told Saul, he said, Saul, rebellion is equal to the, sin, uh, to the sin of witchcraft. Because what you're doing is you're exalting your will above God's will. And that's what the devil did. He said, I will exalt myself. You know, be careful of self-exaltation. That's connected to pride. That's the spirit. That spirit comes from the devil. That's what he came to do. But Jesus was saying to him, and, and again, in um, John 8 and 32, let me pull out that whole verse. See if I can get the whole thing. John 8, 32. I'm, I'm just stopping for a minute to show how he dealt with the uh, religious people when he went to correct them. And um, and I know when I'm dealing with something, uh, a religious spirit, because trust me, I'm very familiar. The reason I'm familiar with the religious spirit is because I operated under that for a minute when I was a baby Christian. I didn't know I was being religious because, you know, I had just got saved. But a religious spirit is a self-righteous spirit and it causes you to look down on other people and it keeps you from being able to see yourself. So it's really a, a, a judgmental uh, spirit. So um, the Lord said, if we judge ourselves, we won't have to be judged. We take the plank, we got to take the plank out of our own eye before we can even see the speck in our brother's eyes. How many of you know that? So it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. Um, the reason we're afraid to tell people the truth is because we're afraid of because we're afraid of what they're gonna think about you. Uh oh, uh oh, I said it, I said it, I said it. Oh Lord, there's no condemnation though. There's no. Hey, the only reason I know this stuff is because I operated in it myself. Thank you, Lord God, for delivering me and setting me free. You know, and and then another reason people are afraid to tell the truth is because they're of the fear of man. They're afraid once again. That's the fear of man when we're afraid of what people are going to think about us. So Proverbs 29 and 25 says, the fear of man is a snare, but whoever trusts, the fear of man is a snare, 
But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. It's better to have confidence in God than to have confidence in man. And do you know, when we're afraid to tell people the truth, it's, it's all about us. It's all about the self. That, again, there's some more pride connected to that. Oh, they're not going to like me if I tell them the truth. But it's not about you. The truth is about setting this other person free. And if this is your friend, why wouldn't you want to tell them the truth so they can be set free from a lie? Jesus said you will know the truth because the greatest deception is self-deception. That's how the God of this world is able to blind our minds through deception. Pride, rebellion, and deception. So so we have to tell people the truth so they can be set free from a lie. Remember, we we spoke about every area in our lives where there's an addiction, a stronghold, or bondage. Every area in our lives where we're not delivered or set free, it's attached to a devil's lie. (laughs) That's where we're believing a devil's lie. And that's why I asked the question, what's your why lie? In other words, what lie is the devil telling you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? Didn't he trick Eve out the truth? He led Eve to believe that God was lying, really, because he had already told her if she eat, she was going to die. And then the serpent come along and said, oh, you're not going to surely die. How many of you guys, (laughs) we know that what we're doing is against God, but the serpent said, well, God understands. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, because... You know there's no condemnation here. But what God understands is, he tells us, he says, he that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin. In other words, if you tell your daughter to wash those dishes, and when you come back, they're still not done, then she's going to be in trouble because she had knowledge of what she said. She she knew what to do. She just refused to do it. So isn't that rebellion? Delayed obedience is disobedience. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick with the subject, but you know I'm gonna flow, I'm gonna go wherever the Holy Spirit takes me. Because this is this is uh what we're on here for. Isn't that what we pray? We when I open when we open our lips, we want the Holy Spirit to speak to us um so we can get a word of deliverance. Hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. But Jesus said we have to, you know, we have to tell people the truth so they can be set free from a lie. They can be set, we can be set, we get set free from a lie. When we believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God, we was able to get set free from, um, from, from the devil's side, right? When we accept Christ, then we get, we get set free from the other side. But, um, so when it's time to tell your friend, you say this person is your friend, but you don't tell them the truth. And they, listen, one day I went into a cash store and I'm just standing up there. My mom is in the car. And I'm just standing up there at the window. I had just left the track, me and my mom. And I'm just standing up there, bent over at the window, talking to the lady. And then I come, and there's a lot of people in there too. And then when I come out of the store, my mom say, Pearl. <laughs> Do you know your plants are split in the back? <laughs> you know what? I didn't have no friends in that cash app store. Because no one told me the truth. I, had, I didn't have no friends. See, your friends will tell you the truth. Even if it hurts you, your friends are going to... That's why, you know what? That's why it's so easy for me to tell people the truth. Because I love people. 
And when you love people for real, telling the truth ain't hard. Because you're going to understand this is not about me. This is about this person being delivered and set free. And guess what? If they don't like me for telling them the truth, it's okay. Because my prayer is that they learn to love Jesus. That, you know, that, and because when they learn to love Jesus, then they'll come back and start loving people. But it doesn't even matter because that's not what it's about. Our goal as ministers or reconciliators, our goal is to help uh, reconcile people back to Christ. <laughs> not to us but to Christ. As ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our goal is uh, to represent Christ in the earth. But when um, um, we, we have to tell people the truth. He said, dear children, let us not just love with words or speech, but with actions and in, in, in truth. You know, not, not just words, but we have to tell people the truth. That was 1 John three eighteen. Dear friends, let us not love with words or speak or just with speech, but with action in truth. We are from God, and whoever knows God's, God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth in the spirit of falsehood, First John 4 and 6. So um, it's the God of this world that keeps us from being able to uh, believe the word, keeps us from being able to hear the word. And keeps us from being able to, to receive the word. The, the word of God tells us that Satan, who is the small g of this world, he blinds the minds of those who don't believe. And that's what keeps people from being able to believe. This is why the, the uh, Jesus, is the, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we have to speak. He is the spirit of truth. Um, so we have, we have to have our belt of truth on you know, that's part of the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, we, um, our, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, and we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the belt of truth, you know, when you put on a belt, it holds everything together. <laughs> How many of you know that when we're not walking in truth, we're not walking in integrity? And things are going to begin to fall apart because we're not telling the truth. And that's just, that, that's what a lie does, right? A lie has no substance to it. That's how you can tell a lie. Because a lie is constantly changing and fluctu- you know, fluctuating and doing all these other things. But the truth is solid. God is the truth. It never changes. It's always the same. There's no, it doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't have, oh, well, first you said it was like this, you know, kind of like the news media. They got all these different stories. How many of you know nonsense don't make no sense? (laughs) But when, when we're dealing with the truth, the truth is concrete. It's solid. It does not change. It's like a rock. Christ is the rock. He's the foundation. He's our chief cornerstone. The rock, um, so... We have to tell people the truth. It's not about us. Telling people the truth is not about you. Telling people the truth is so they can be free. And the truth also sets us free. James 1 and 18 says he he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. We have to tell the truth. The word of God is the truth. And, and, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you may have to pray about it and say, Father, show me, show me how to say this. Show me how to say this. 
sometimes he might just have you to go in because um, when you're dealing with that religious spirit, he called them snakes. He called them vipers. I'm telling you, I recognize a religious spirit from a mile off. I mean, I'm so familiar with that self-righteous religious spirit. But Jesus said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set us free. What is the truth setting us free? John 8, 32. The truth is going to set us free from the lies that's holding our minds captive. How many of you know those addictions, those strongholds, and those bondage? Um, um, it's coming from our, our mindset. It's a mindset stronghold. Because our body will do what the mind tells it to. That's why he tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he tells us to present our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? So he said, in order to change our way uh, of living, we got to change our way of thinking. We know this because the body do what the mind tell it to, right? So when people are... That's why when people are brain dead, there's no motion. Excuse me. I heard something. I'm back. I'm getting ready to head out the door because I have to go meet someone this morning. Um, But um, go on and tell that friend the truth. When you love people for real, telling people the truth is not hard. Remember that perfect love casts out fear. Remember that. Perfect love casts out fear. So we don't have to be afraid because when we have confidence and when we choose to lose for God, we're going to be persecuted for righteousness sake anyway Jesus was persecuted for what and he and he did nothing but good he really was perfect in all his ways his motive for everything he did was love even when he went in the temple and overturned the tables he was operating in love that was a holy anger it's okay to hate what God hates he said to hate what's evil and to cling to what's good you know when we hate evil that's the beginning of wisdom to hate evil the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because when we fear the Lord, have reverence for the Lord, we're going to hate what's evil because God is good and he's opposite to what evil is, right? So let's not be afraid to tell people the truth is not about us. But the, when, um, that, that, like I said, again, that's attached to the spirit of fear because we say being afraid of telling people the truth. That fear, spirit of fear is always there. That's the devil because fear is a spirit, right? Second Timothy tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So Anytime fear is attached to something, we know that's a spirit. And how many of you know that the devil has a voice? So what that spirit of fear is saying is, oh, if you say this, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to Well, if I don't say this, then they're going to continue in that way. And, and let me, let's, let's destroy this mindset of stronghold, this theory. That just because someone gets mad at you for telling them the truth does not mean God didn't tell you to tell them. I mean, for goodness sake, they try to push Jesus over a cliff. They try to stone him, do all kinds of stuff to him when he was speaking because they could not stand the words. Those were his words were sharp. They were piercing them. And they were they were full of pride. So rather than just repent, they wanted to kill him. And when people are full of pride and you tell someone the truth, it's going to make them angry. So just because someone get mad. Don't, th- don't say, oh, I shouldn't have never said that. Because the good thing about the truth 
the word of God is alive, right? It's alive. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so the good thing about the truth is when, when they give an, because it's alive, because the word of God is alive, it's going to cause a reaction. It's going to make them happy, glad, sad, or mad. So that's a good thing because that means it stuck them and they're still alive. Because when you can uh, correct somebody or do something and they have no reaction, it's like the, a hardened heart is the worst kind of heart you can have. That's why the Lord says when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So I, shoot, I used to get the phone hung up in my face quite often. But it wasn't anything personal because I'm just the messenger, right? I don't know about you, but I don't throw rocks at my mailman when he comes through here. Yep, I said it, I said it, I said it. He's just the mailman. Yeah, hang the phone up in my face, but anybody who knew me knew they could call back because it wasn't anything personal for me. Um, And just because you got mad didn't mean God didn't tell me to say it. But the good thing is that you did have a reaction, so that means your heart is not hard. Because it's going to make us happy, glad, sad, or mad. But because it's alive and it's a sword, come on now. You know if somebody stick you with a fork, you're going to feel that. If somebody stick you with a knife, you're going to feel that. Well, that's what the word of God is. And when we speak the word, we swing the sword. <laughs> and when we speak the truth, it's going to stick. <laughs> and that's what that's what was happening in Jesus' days. He was speaking the word in those religious spirits, those Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes. It was making them angry. Instead of causing them to be repentant, it made them angry. Why was this? Why did it? Because first of all, they had pride and they were blinded. Because they already thought they knew the truth. Why are you saying um, that we'll be set free? We already Abraham's seed, um, John 8, 32, 33. Jesus was trying to teach them something. But they would know it all, so they thought they already knew it all. But they didn't even know who Jesus was. They read about him. That was religion. You can know about God and not know God. You know we can know about God and not know God. Do you know God? Do you have a personal relationship with them? I'm saying, do you call him your Abba Father? Is God your daddy, Abba? There's no condemnation. Because you already know today is a new day. And we get to do what God say. And we can start right here, right now, this second, this minute, this moment. And if there's anything that we need to repent of, we say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for not telling that person the truth. Because guess what? When we don't tell people the truth, we lie to them. <laughs> when they be like, well, what do you think about that? Well, you know, you're not telling this person the truth. We need to tell people the truth so they can be set free. It's not about us. It's not about what they're going to think about us. The fear of man causes a snare. That's what keeps us from doing what God say because we're afraid of what people think more than what God thinks. But let me tell you this. I thank God for delivering me from that spirit because God cannot deliver you sincerely to the people until he delivers you from the people. Now, some people are still, you know, they go and um, they do it afraid. But, they're, you know, sometimes they're not able to fully express themselves because of the fear factor. Because the whole time they're talking, they're thinking about, oh, I wonder what they're thinking. Trust me, I already know because I dealt with this demon. When I was in college, I, I, you know, I could have got a higher grade just from reading my own paper. I'm not talking about somebody else's. My own paper, my own hand uh, typewritten paper, okay? 
but I was too afraid to stand in front of the class to read my own paper. So I'm telling you, I know about this spirit of fear and God did not give it to me. And the day I got delivered from it is the day when God told me, perfect love cast out fear, probably have confidence in my love for you and fear will have no place in you. And I'm telling you, when he gave me that word, from that day on, I walked in his boldness and his confidence. Not self-confidence, it's not my confidence, I walk in his confidence because I know that as long as I say what he say, as long as I go where he go, and as long as I do what he do, he tells me, then he's, he's, got, he's backing me. He watched over his own word to perform it. I don't know about you, I'm not really interested in trying to give nobody my advice because my opinion and my advice ain't gonna set nobody free. So when people talk to me, while they're talking to me, I'm listening. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit to see what he has to say about what they're saying. Because for every problem, God really does have a promise. So let's start telling people the truth in love. Tell the people the truth in love. And make sure that your motive is, is, is love. And sometimes people won't always see the truth as being lovely. But really, it's on... If, if, it's, if your heart is right, and it's so you... Because you sincerely want to see this person set free... And when you give them the word and it makes them angry, that's not one you, that's something in them. But God wants us to be able to look at it, to judge it. For You know, I've even said to people, okay, well, ask God if what I'm saying is true. Ask them if what I'm saying is true. If you continue in my word, and you are my disciples indeed and you will know the truth the truth will set you free God's truth set us free from a lie and when we don't tell people the truth then it causes us to walk in a lie which causes us to be in bondage also you didn't see that did you you're just thinking well I'm trying to protect them well you're not really protecting them because you're hurting you and, and you're being rebellious because you're not doing what God said do he said um, that we're supposed to tell the truth the truth is what sets people free because when we don't tell people the truth, then we, then we kiss them with a deceitful kiss of an enemy. In other words, a deceitful kiss of an enemy, those are the people that tell you you are right, knowing you are wrong. That's not a friend. A friend is going to tell you the truth. And it doesn't have to be a friend. Just someone who, lo- who got, you know, who love people. Like, I love people. So I can tell anyone the truth. Because it's not about me try- be- people being popular with me. I'm not in a popularity contest. It's about people falling in love with Jesus. And and people can't get free without the truth. We got to tell people. And tell them in love. Tell them in love. What is love? Patience, kind. You're not trying to crush them. Hurting people hurt other people. So... Make sure it's coming from a good place. And when, when your motive is right and your heart is right, don't let your heart condemn you because the devil will come to try to bring condemnation. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, but believe also and trust also in God. And don't let your heart condemn you. Don't let it, because the heart is deceitful. And it, it'll try to mess with your emotions. 1 John 3, 21. It says, um, Beloved friends, 
Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. Even if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. He knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and we will receive from Him whatever we ask because we keep His command and do what is pleasing in His sight. So when we're doing what the Lord is telling us to do, our heart shouldn't be condemning us. Shouldn't be saying you're guilty. There's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. But if we walk according to the flesh, we're going to feel that condemnation because that's where the devil is. He's in the flesh realm. He's the accuser of the brother, the brethren. He's the one that's bringing all those accusations against us. Trying to make us think that what we do is who we are. Oh, yeah, I said that. What you do is not who you are, but it's an act in which we allow our flesh to commit. You do know that, right? Because we are who God says we are. And the real us is a spirit. And that's Paul, the Apostle Paul told us this in Romans. He said, um, when I want to do good, evil is always present. But he said, I'm, I, well, I come to realize that it's not I that do it, but it's the sin that liveth in me. So, oh, wretched man am I. How am I going to solve this conflict between the flesh and the spirit, Romans tells us. Okay, well, it's with my mind I serve the law of God. Hold on. Let me go there. When I want to do good, evil is always present. That's Romans 7, 15 through 20. Let's see what it says. I do not understand what I do. This is NIV. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is no longer I, myself, who do it. You hear what he said? He said, it's not me that's doing it. That's why I'm trying to tell you. What you do is not who you are. He said, but it is sin living in me. It's the sin in my flesh nature that's sinning. That's not the real me. And um, for uh, verse 18, for I know that the good, the good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. There's no good thing in our flesh. Okay. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do. But the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. I'm, I'm doing what I don't want to do. What I want to do, I can't do. But the evil thing, the thing that I don't want to do, that's the thing I keep on doing, right? Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it's sin living in me that does it. <laughs> See, what you do is not who you are, right? But it's where we allow our flesh to do what it want to do. But he said, I don't want to do it. What shall I say to these things? Then, is the law sinful? Certainly not. Because without the law, we wouldn't know right from evil, uh, right from wrong, good for, uh, good from evil, right? Let me see. So I said all that to say, So I find this law at work, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. When I want to do good, evil is always present. We're still on Romans um, 7. We're Romans 7, 14. We know that 
Romans 7 21 so I find this at work although I want to do good evil is right there with me for in my inner being I delight in God's law you know my spirit wants to do what's right but I see another law at work in me warring waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me what a wretched man I am I who will rescue me from this body that's subject to death thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus so then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law so it's with my mind I serve the law of God but it's in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin so I think King James says it's with my mind that I serve the law of God but it's with my flesh that I serve the law of sin but I was reading that to say where he was saying it's no longer I that do it but it's my sinful nature that's doing it because what was he saying he was identifying with the fact that he was a new creature he's the one that wrote 2 Corinthians 5 17 if any man be in Christ he's a new creation old things pass away behold all things have become new so he's a the real us is our spirit not our flesh so what you do is not who you are but it is an act in which we allow our flesh to commit okay so let's not get that mixed up stop identifying with what you do as being who you are and let's meditate and find out who God says we are because we have to know who we are in order to walk in the newness of life we can't because as a man thinketh in his heart so is he right so our perception of ourselves has everything to do with how we see ourselves, how we treat ourselves, and how we treat, see others, and how we treat others, and how we allow others to treat us. As a man thinketh in his heart so easy. This is why we have definitely got to renew our mind to the Word of God. As a man thinketh in his heart, it's in his heart. It's with our mouth that we confess, remember, uh, Romans uh, 10, 9, and 10, but it's with our with our heart that we believe. We confess with our mouth, but it's with our heart that we believe. As a man thinketh in his heart. So you're saying one thing, but in your heart, you're not really believing it. You've seen somebody like that saying one thing, but for real on the inside. I've seen people teach, preach, and the Holy Spirit say they don't believe that. He said they don't believe. It's with our heart that we believe. How do we know if we believe the word of God? By, what, by acting on the word of God. Faith alone is not, is dead. Our faith is made complete by our works. Remember, that's how he said Abraham was counted unto righteousness. But he, he didn't just believe God. He was actually willing to sacrifice his son Isaac and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. Because Abraham was called a friend of God, not because he was perfect, but because he believed God and he trusted him and it was counted unto him as righteousness. In other words, God could trust Abraham to do what he asked him to do. He was loyal. He had a loyalty to God. And because he had a loyalty to God, he knew whatever he said, he would do it. And that's what made him a friend, his loyalty, his integrity towards God. It wasn't that he was perfect. David was after his own heart, he said. It wasn't because David was perfect, because David wasn't perfect. God said David was a man after his own heart because he was repentant. And when Samuel came to correct him, he repented. Was it Samuel? He repented. He was quick to repent. So I'm getting ready to end it here. Again, um, some of you need to tell some people some truth so you can be free. Because when we don't tell people the truth, it holds us hostage. Because we're walking around... Um, with secrets the devil got stuff on the inside of us it don't make you feel good either when you don't tell people the truth because when you don't tell people the truth you've been held captive by a lie 
yourself because you didn't release it and tell the truth. So pray and ask God to give you wisdom because a word released in season, it's a good word, but a word that's released out of season, you know, it has to be timely. So ask God for wisdom and ask him to show you how. And don't be afraid because fear is a spirit. It's not about you. Telling people the truth, truth is not about you. It's about them. It is about you in a way because if you don't tell them the truth, you're going to be feeling like a dog. The devil's going to be condemning you. You're going to be self-condemned because you didn't tell the person what you knew that could help them, that could set them free. So tell the truth because God is true. Okay, I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. I'm running behind and running late. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And I'll catch up to you next time. Please share this podcast. Uh, if I send a text message, just hit forward and share it to, to your contacts on your phone. Okay, I love you guys. Um, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Again, this is Burley Martin, um, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys, join my podcast page on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page. And I have uh, probably close to 50 episodes now. So when you hit on this link, if you'll stroll down, it's a whole bunch more underneath there. So I pray that has been a blessing. And thank you guys so much for your words of encouragement. People call me, people talk to me and tell me how it's been a blessing to them. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Father God, for your word, for delivering us and setting us free. Because this is the purpose of this podcast, to bring inner healing and deliverance um, to, to us all. And so um, I thank God for um, anointing my lips of clay to speak to his people who he so dearly, dearly, dearly love. God loves us, you guys. God loves us. God is love, and there's nothing that can change that because love is who he is. So let's love him back. And the way we show our love for God is through, by being obedient to God. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. So when I'm being obedient to God, I'm loving on God. Okay. So um, there's no condemnation because today is a new day and we get to do what God say. Okay, so let's start fresh. God's grace and mercy is fresh and new every single day. Thank God for that because you know we're going to need it. And I'm getting ready to get off. You guys be blessed and be encouraged.